0: In today's show, the Bitcoin price falls under $19,000 as data shows pro-traders avoiding leverage longs, including crypto analyst Mikhail Pop, Bitcoin needs to break 19400 again, and then the scenario... Plays out nicely. We finally got our sweep of the lows yesterday, resulting in Bitcoin touching 18,500. In the coming 48 hours, I'm interested to see whether Bitcoin can reclaim 19,300. ECB and Powell speaking, reaction to US 10-year yields and DXY, and can be given a direction of the markets. And Plan B updates us here. Bitcoin at 20,000, realized price 21,000, short-term hodler 22,000, and two-year hodler 35,000. Also in today's show, El Salvador celebrates their Bitcoin anniversary. I'll be sharing with you a year of their ups and downs. Also in today's show, mainstream media on the merge. That's right. Mainstream outlets are starting to pick up on the significance of next week's Ethereum merge, describing it as a major overhaul that could either accelerate crypto adoption or send disastrous shockwaves across the market should it fail. Also in today's show, one catalyst can trigger massive rallies for Ethereum and crypto this month, according to analysts, and it's not the merge. That's right. A popular crypto strategist says Ethereum and the crypto markets could ignite sharp rallies this month, regardless of what happens in the highly anticipated merge. Also in today's show, Bank with $489 billion in assets explains how crypto can reach the mainstream public, according to their latest report. That's right. The largest bank in Singapore is backing cryptocurrency and blockchain tech, despite the regulatory uncertainty and market downturn. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more Net. All right, welcome back to another episode of Crypto News Alerts. I'm your host JV, and this is podcast episode number 1040. Now, an 860 dollar surprise correction on September sixth took Bitcoin from 19,800 to 18,900 in less than two hours. The movement caused 74 million in Bitcoin futures liquidations at derivative exchanges, the largest in almost three weeks, which you can see here in this chart. The current 18,700 level is the lowest since July 13th and marks a 24 percent correction from the rally to 25,000 on August 15th. It's also worth highlighting that a 2% pump towards 20200 happened in the early hours of September 6th, but the move was quickly subdued and Bitcoin resumed trading near 19800 within the hour. And Ethereum's price action was more interesting, gaining 7% in the 48 hours preceding the market correction. Now, any conspiracy theories regarding investors changing their position to favor the altcoin can be dismissed as Ether dropped about 6% on September 6th, while Bitcoin's $860 loss represents a 3.8% change. Now the market has been in a bit of a rut since August 27th. Comments from US Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell was followed by 1.25 trillion loss in US stocks in a single day. That's right, that's larger than the entire crypto market at whole at the annual Jackson Hole Economic Symposium. Powell said that the larger interest rate hikes were still firmly on the table causing the S&P 500 to close down 3.4% that day. Pro traders have been bearish since last week. Retail traders usually avoid quarterly futures due to their price difference from the spot markets. But still, they are professional traders, preferred instruments because they prevent the fluctuation of funding rates that often occurs in perpetual futures contracts. Now, in healthy markets, the indicator should trade at 4 to 8% annualized premium to cover costs and associated risks. So one can safely say that derivative traders have been neutral to bearish for the past month because the Bitcoin futures premium remained below 3% the entire time. And this data reflects professional traders' unwillingness to add leverage long positions. Now, one must also analyze the Bitcoin options market to exclude externalities specific to the futures instrument. For example, the 25% delta skew is telling a sign when market makers and arbitrage desks are overcharging for upside or downside protection. And in bear markets, options investors give higher odds for a price dump, causing the SKU indicator to rise above 12%. And on the other hand, bullish markets tend to drive the SKU indicator below negative negative 12%, meaning the bearish put options are discounted. Now, the 30-day Delta skew had been above the 12% threshold since September 1st. Signal and option traders were less inclined to offer downside protection. These two derivative metrics suggest that the Bitcoin price dump on September 6th might have been partially expected, which explains the low impact on liquidations, quoting crypto analyst Calvin Pop, Bitcoin needs to break 19400 again. And then the scenario plays out nicely. We finally got our sweep of the lows yesterday, resulting in Bitcoin touching 18,500. In the coming 48 hours, I'm interested to see whether Bitcoin can reclaim 19,300. The European Central Bank and Jerome Powell speaking, and reaction on US 10-year yields and DXY can be given direction in the markets. And Plan B, creator of the Bitcoin stock the flow model, updates us here. Bitcoin twenty thousand, Bitcoin realized price twenty one thousand, short term hodler at twenty two thousand, and two year hodler at thirty five thousand dollars. And he also recently tweeted twenty twenty four halving, which you can see in the dark blue, will be up until the right hashtag stock the flow but before i break down next to the day el salvador celebrates their bitcoin anniversary and i share with you a year of their ups and downs but first let's take a quick look at the overall crypto market as you can see all the major cryptos are currently correcting and in the red we got bitcoin down about six percent for the day maintaining just above eighteen thousand seven hundred dollars we have ether down over nine percent for the day maintaining just above fifteen hundred dollars while binance coin solana polka dot avalanche xrp and cardano all correcting and in the red Red. But all right, now let's break down on the next story of the day. September seventh, twenty twenty-two marks exactly one year since El Salvador became the first country in the world to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender by enforcing the Bitcoin law. Advocating for Bitcoin as legal tender last year, El Salvador President Nayib Bukele promised that Bitcoin adoption would benefit the seventy percent of the local population and that had a lack of access to banking services as of two thousand and twenty-one. The Salvadoran government also touted Bitcoin as a tool to attract. Foreign investment create new jobs and cut reliance on the U.S. dollar in the country's economy. And as one may question, the current real benefits of the Bitcoin adoption in El Salvador as Bitcoin has lost roughly sixty percent of its value since the country adopted the cryptocurrency as legal tender. Now, exactly on this day one year ago, Bitcoin was trading at around forty-six thousand dollars, according to data from CoinGecko. And on September sixth, twenty twenty-one, the Salvadoran government made their first Bitcoin purchase, buying two hundred Bitcoin at ten point three million dollars, or an average price of $51,800. That makes a huge contrast with the current Bitcoin prices as Bitcoin tumbled below $19,000 on Tuesday. That means Bitcoin is now down over 64%. Over the past year, and according to data from Najib Bokele's portfolio tracker, El Salvador is now down on all 10 Bitcoin purchases that the government has made since adopting Bitcoin. As legal tender, the Salvadoran government has bought a total of 2,381 Bitcoin thus far, which at the current prices is worth $62 million less than the price El Salvador paid for its current Bitcoin hodlings. Now, as El Salvador's Minister of Finance, Alejandro, previously emphasized that despite the dropping prices, the country didn't experience any losses on its Bitcoin purchases because they did not sell their coins. That's right. You can't lose what you don't sell. The Salvadoran government had also repeatedly delayed its Bitcoin bond project, citing unfavorable market conditions and geopolitical issues. And amid plummeting crypto prices and the ongoing bear market, some industry observers started referring to El Salvador's Bitcoin adoption as a failed Bitcoin experiment, which we know is nothing more than FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Others suggested that that might not be the case, as the country has apparently had some positive impact on El Salvador's economy and financial market, including the cost of transactions. We have Bram Cohen, the creator of BitTorrent and founder of the Chia Network, who took to Twitter on Tuesday to point out that the amount of benefits often isn't very correlated with the amount of money it makes. He suggested that some banks had to cut rates due to the emergence of cheaper Bitcoin transactions in El Salvador quoting him here the lesson is that the amount of good someone does isn't very correlated with the amount of money it makes. sometimes a product can cause massive gains in overall market efficiency while barely making a penny And he also shares the same thing may be going on in El Salvador now that there is a cheap but annoying method of doing remittances using crypto, the banks had to cut rates to the point where their slightly better user experience is worth the price And according to the El Salvador Central Reserve Bank, Salvadorans live in abroad sent more than $50 million in remittances from January to May 2022. And the adoption of Bitcoin in the Salvadoran government backed Wallet also contributed a 400% increase in the Lightning Network transactions. In 2022, El Salvador is going to be the proving ground for so much innovation with Bitcoin, said Ibex Mercado CEO, Jose Loomis. He also noted that there's no other jurisdiction that combines a regulatory framework, the political will, the adoption and range of tools, and most crucially of all, the need, you For Bitcoin, quoting him again here, this makes El Salvador the perfect place to safely experiment with the new lightning applications and to build a thriving ecosystem of trusted, proven, and interconnected services. And also El Salvador's Bitcoin law had also succeeded in terms of attracting foreign investment and tourism. As previously reported, tourism in El Salvador has soared in the first half of 2022, surging by about 82% as 1.1 million tourists have flocked to the country this year. Viva! El Salvador, Long Live, Najib Bokele. And before I break down next story of the day, mainstream media on the merge. Is it a risky move or climate nirvana? But first, let's take a quick look at the overall crypto market cap, sitting at $938 billion, with about $82 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. The current Bitcoin dominance at 38.2%, its lowest level in four years, as the Ether dominance is at 19 0.7% and checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers in the past 24 hours, we have Helium leading the pack up 13.8%, trading at $4.26, followed by Uniswap Leo up 1.8%, trading at $5.14, and then we have stable coins because virtually all the top cryptos are currently correcting and in the red. And now checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers for the past week, you can also see a sea of red with just a handful in the green, including Luna Classic up 136%. We got Ton up 30. 24% and Ravencoin up 20.9%. And checking out one of my favorite indicators is the Crypto Green and Fear Index. Shows we are currently rated at 24 out of 100 in extreme fear. Yesterday at 22, last week at 23, and last month a 30 in fear. But alright, now let's break down to the next story of the day. Mainstream outlets are starting to pick up on the significance of next week's Ethereum merge, describing it as a major overhaul that could either accelerate crypto adoption or send disastrous shockwaves across the crypto market should it fail. The merge has been in the making since the original Ethereum white paper and involves moving from an electricity intensive proof of work consensus mechanism to an efficient proof of stake without any significant disruptions to the blockchain. Now American business publication Forbes called the no downtime upgrade akin to changing the engine of a spaceship mid-flight and Swan Bitcoin CEO made a similar comment to the Wall Street Journal stating the upgrade is like trying to fix an airplane in mid-flight. Some outlets stressed that the upgrade could be fraught with risk, sharing concerns that one wrong move could prove disastrous for the future of the network and the decentralized applications on the Ethereum blockchain. Checking out some of the headlines here, crypto investors hold their breath. As to $200 billion at risk in Ethereum merge. That's right, British newspaper, The Evening Standard, suggested crypto traders have been huddling their breath ahead of the upcoming merge, as a failed upgrade could put the entire crypto ecosystem at risk. Now, the Ethereum network is responsible for the majority of the $150 billion stablecoin market cap and around $33 billion in total value locked by Ethereum-based dApps, according to Defi Lama and Anna Becker, CEO and co-founder of Endotech. Told the standard that it would be quite troublesome for the industry to survive if something were to go wrong, which leads to a halt of the blockchain. Quoting her here, Ethereum is the infrastructure for many companies to manage their blockchains. So if something goes wrong and we have to halt all of the industry, it'll be quite troublesome for the industry to survive this period. And before I break down next to the day, one catalyst can trigger massive rallies for Ethereum and crypto this month, according to analysts, and it's not the merge, as well as Bank with $489 billion in assets explains how crypto can reach the mainstream public according to the latest report but first i want to remind you to smash that show more button right below this video in the description for detailed analysis what's going on in the crypto market this goes for all 1300 plus videos right here on my youtube channel and if you like receiving daily premium crypto news alerts every single day just like this make sure you subscribe to the channel hit that bell to turn on all notifications will smith that like button and drop us a comment right down below it helps out tremendously with the youtube algorithm but all right now let's break down our next story of the day a popular crypto strategist says that ethereum and the crypto markets could ignite sharp rallies this month regardless of what happens in the highly anticipated merge that's right in the new strategy session cred highlights that the merge is scheduled to happen on the same day september 13th that the latest inflation data is released very interesting, to say the least. According to CRED, the inflation data will likely dictate the price action of the crypto markets rather than the merge. Quitting him here, a quick note on the whole merge thing. The merge is supposed to go live on the same day that we get the US CPI print and inflation data. I really think the inflation data is going to guide the market and the correlation that we have with equities, which will be in the driver's seat if it's a dovish surprise and if the data is good, we can expect the Fed to soften its stance. Then I think ETH and risk assets will rally from that massively. If it's hawkish or even neutral, to be honest, or no change in tone, then I don't really see a big change in conditions and probably still looks choppy and downtrendy. So I think it's a bit of a distraction just on the merge as an event. And Cred also says that traders will likely attribute the rise or fall of the crypto markets to the merge instead of looking at the macroeconomic data, putting him again here. I think the reason the merge came to the forefront narratively is because the time it got popular was also of the time we had a big counter trend rally in stocks and that supercharged our returns in eth because all that crypto money was looking for a bounce because of macro and then eth was the best target for that bounce i think it's a very much similar scenario in this case where inflation data is going to guide markets and if ETH dumps as a result, everyone will say, oh, well, look, the merge is priced in. It was obvious if ETH doesn't dump as a result, people will say the merge wasn't priced in and it's just the start. I don't think it's that much to do with the merge. It's a false casualty there for my money. At least it's very much the larger flows macro trade that's in charge. And to check out this video, he did entitled crypto volatility incoming. Check the show notes below the video in the description. All right. Now let's break down our final story of the day. The largest bank in Singapore. Let's go. Backing crypto and blockchain tech despite the regulatory uncertainty and market downturn, according to a new report from the Financial Times, DBS CEO Payush Gupta says that the recent crypto slump shows the need for regulated financial institutions to offer digital asset products. DBS first rolled out its crypto exchange for institutional and accredited investors in late 2020, offering trading services for Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, and Bitcoin Cash. And earlier this year, Gupta announced plans to further expand its crypto offerings. Now, he says, financially regulated institutions can help crypto reach the mainstream public. Quoting him here, you might as well try to create frameworks and processes to make them sensibly available to everybody instead of having a regulated space and a cowboy space and let everybody go to the cowboy space. Now, Nizam Ishmael, the founder of digital space consulting group, Ethacom Consultancy, said that the volatility of crypto markets makes it difficult for most people to fully appreciate the dangers of investments until it's too late, quoting him here. In truth, crypto is highly volatile and fundamentally, it has to go down to people to understand the risks. And he also says that customers potentially getting burned by crypto downswing is a chief concern, quoting him here. On one hand, we want to see a global crypto hub. On the other hand, we're also very worried about our domestic population getting burned with this speculative asset class. Now for the top three comments from yesterday's episode thomas Wrights wrote every informed person needs to know about bitcoin because it might be one of the world's most important developments much appreciate you facts fam Preach. Our next featured comment comes from Steve Hubbs, Bobby Lee. 300,000 is possible by the end of 2022, but not possible by the end of 2023. Yes, it's still possible. And if the 12 to 14,000 Merton prediction, if it doesn't come true, then consider it a back up the truck by opportunity. You got it fam. BTFD by that freaking dip. And our third and final featured comment comes from Peza. This channel is the home of a Bitcoin family. JB owns the house and is kind enough to let us all in while well, I greatly appreciate all your continued support, and to be featured on tomorrow's episode, drop a comment right down below. And if you're not already subscribed to the channel, go ahead and do so now. Hit that bell, turn on all notifications, Will Smith, that like button, and drop a comment below. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. Peace.